So I'm just going to dive into this because um, it's, it's, it's exciting for me to be doing this. So I want to just kind of explain ahead of time for people who are listening to us um, what's going on, why I decided to relaunch a podcast, and um, why I'm really excited that Kim is my first, my first uh, guest on since, since the relaunch. You're listening to the Expert Connection Podcast with your host, Trish Lito. You, coincidentally, are the first guest on the Expert Connection since my relaunch. So um, effectively, you're going to be episode, I guess, episode 001 of the relaunch. So congratulations. So thank you. (laughs) So I had a group that I, w- I had on a Facebook group, f- free Facebook community that I was running. I had over 2,000 people in there. At one point, we got to over 3,000 people. And I had a really bad case of shiny object syndrome. And I just, I lost my direction. I lost my focus. I lost my, um, my, my drive, really, to kind of do this business thing, this content creation and consulting and just bringing people together, which is so fun for me. And so... I wanted this to be a thing where, you know what, I, I really enjoy talking to people and connecting with people and I would much prefer do it. I feel like podcasting is such a much more intimate level to just sit down and talk with people. There's no video. Like I'm sitting here. I haven't done it. I don't have any makeup on my face. My hair's <laughs> pulled back. And Kim and Kim and I were laughing. Like, I feel like I was giggling back and forth with you because you're like, you're not, are we, is this just a podcast? We do it on Facebook live. And I'm like, nope, just podcast, just on audio only. And she and I were just kind of laughing going, oh, it's so much more relaxed. <laughs> yeah, well, it totally is. And the other, to your point, and not to interject into your intro here, but. No, sure, go for it. To the point is it's, it really is more intimate. And, you know, that's why I started a podcast was because mm-hmm. there's something about, God, if someone's willing to listen to me in their ears and take me with <laughs> me, it, it's, you really get to know the host, their guests, and it's a, it's a different level of focus to consume that type of a content, I feel, than mm-hmm. video. And you, you can take it wherever you want. And I, so I totally agree. It's more intimate it is more relaxed. You know, somebody is, I've been asked like, why don't you do video? And I'm like, yeah, I, I got live streaming for that. Like I really don't need to chop up and repurpose every piece of content I use. Exactly. No. And that's just it. That's really it. And so, so welcome Kim. And I do just adore you. And I just want to say thank you again, because the reason for those of you who are listening, the reason why Kim and I are connected is because I think it was Landon Porter that kind of connected us, the, the sales gorilla himself. Um, and I think Sharon Falk might have made the the introduction for me to be on your online summit that you did. Yes, absolutely. Yep. And I was, I was so honored about that because once I got to know you and did a little bit of research on you, I was like, wow, this lady is so impressive. Like you're just... <laughs> You, you really are. You're, you're, you're amazing at what you do. So you're, you're the WordPress chick, right? So tell us, let's just go into this. Tell us, how did you get into WordPress stuff? And, and are you still doing that? Or have, I mean, I know you're a content creator, but just take it, like go with it. Like there's no, I don't have any kind of a template here. I just want to talk. 
Okay, that totally works. Well, first of all, <laughs> I am kind of doing this formerly known as the WordPress chick. So mm. God rest his soul, Prince. I had to bug art. <laughs> you know, is because it, so just a quick, the background of this was, um, you know, I started my business in 2008. I've been doing this 10 years. I was widowed in 2003. My kids were six and two and, you know, I was working full time retail management, which is no quality of life. I was good at it. I was getting promoted. I was traveling a lot. And so there was like a five-year window where, you know, after doing the whole commuting zillion hours a week kind of thing, I was like, okay, I've got to do something else. I mean, I tried real estate. I tried insurance. And it's just, I went to a wealth expo in 2006 and I always have had this entrepreneurial bent. Like I owned and opened a physical retail scrapbook store, like way back in 1998, I had some stickers published that I designed, some font stickers. So I've always had this drive, like, right? Like I've tried network marketing and mm -hmm. I did some independent recruiting and stuff. But so I go to this Wealth Expo in 2006. And it's funny because Trump spoke and Robert Kiyosaki and Tony Robbins, but they had all these offshoots and one of them was on internet marketing. And I was watching this guy tell how he was making like eight or $9,000 a month selling eBooks. I was like, what? <laughs> and so that kind of spurred my interest. And then I've always been, I guess the term would be an audiophile, right? Like way back when my whole retail stink got started in the book industry and I don't know if anybody remembers Crown Books. That's like, that's where I grew up with and from high school. But I used to listen to audiobooks in the car when I commuted, but they were books on tape. And I got into, you know, like Zig Ziglar and Brennan, uh, Brian Tracy and Dennis Whiteley and Tony Robbins, all that stuff back then. And yeah. I started pivoting, right? Like, cause I really, mm -hmm. I wanted to be a motivational speaker. That was like a big thing for me at a certain point. Mm -hmm. So I had bought this, this, I don't know, mega speaking empire he <laughs> said literally by Mark Victor Hansen, one of the chicken soup for the soul guys. But there was a session from, cause it was a live event that they pulled the recordings from. There was a session with another internet marketer and I'm like, okay, so there's this whole internet thing happening. And the crazy thing, Trish is like, I was not technically savvy at all. Like my husband had been programming like in eighth grade and stuff like super techie. <laughs> I was not right. Yeah. But talk, talk about, you know, inspiration or desperation will lead you to something. Mm -hmm. Fast forward 2008, I had a little bit of a cushion. It was a settlement around his death. And I'm like, I have to do this now. My life is too short. My, I'm all my kids have. I'm blessed with tons of family and stuff. But, mm -hmm. but I was like, I am not going to be gone 60, 70 hours a week. And nobody really questioned it. You know, you go through your life is turned upside down. It's rugs ripped out from under you. And so no one's really going to question what are you doing? And I just went for it. I mean, the cushion didn't, wasn't a lot. I couldn't retire off it, but it gave me a little bit of a cushion to figure this out. Mm -hmm. So I started this online journey in 2008 and I came across WordPress through a course I bought mm -hmm. and I was asking in the forums. I was very committed, like, okay, Kim, you bought this. Make sure you don't miss any of the, the, the classes show up and have conversations in the forums. I mean, that's when I first got on Facebook and Twitter and somebody recommended WordPress and I, I just sort of fell in love with it. First, I had the first site built and it, it sort of just organically happened, right? Like the WordPress chick, that name, it was just mm -hmm. a good domain name and I ran with it. Then I started getting training and stuff and I really figured, oh, I've kind of got a, a knack for being able to explain this to an everyday user. Now, I'm not a developer, I'm not a coder, but the whole thing is, Trish, like when I started my business, I thought I was going to be, you know, the millionaire information marketer. <laughs> right. Right. Like, aren't we, aren't we all? <laughs> oh my Lord. Well, yeah. And it's like, I mean, and at the time it's funny because WordPress, like you could not even 
change. You couldn't even dictate your pages showed up in the navigation based on how you created them. Like you couldn't reorder anything, but it was like, I just, I use this analogy for the longest time. I was like, you know what? If I can put together Ikea furniture, I can figure this stuff out. <laughs> that is an excellent analogy because Ikea furniture is very difficult. Right? <laughs> I'm like, I don't care how many packages they break it all down into. I have to open it, sort the screws and the dang stupid key monkey wrenches that they put in there. But, but it was one of those that it just sort of took on a life of its own. And I, and I was doing, I had, was having some tile work done in my house and I had looked up their website and it was heinous. It was on some Yahoo site. I'm like, Hey, you guys want to barter? I'll do a site for you. I'll buy the tile, but would you do it about the bathroom for me to the bathrooms? Right. So I got two bathrooms tiled for labor. I bought the tile. Um, and it just, it kind of took on a life as its own, but here's a crazy thing, Trish. I was very, I really suffered imposter syndrome for the longest time because I, I felt like one of these things just doesn't belong here because I was not a developer. And, and at the time, and it's funny because I had actually gone back to finish my degree because I had like one year left of college when I got busy working full time. And, you know, it was like, I did, I got a, a BS in psychology, but I was, I was like, God, should I have gotten like a, a, a program? And I'm like, no, no, no. I didn't want to learn PHP. I didn't want to master HTML or CSS. It, it, it just wasn't in me, but then you get kind of stuck, right? Because then all of a sudden that's paying the bills. And I consistently created content, but nothing really shifted for me. I started hiring developers and designers. And next thing you know, I've got like an outsourcing company. <laughs> but, but it was when I started my podcast, my business completely changed when I launched my podcast. It was 2013. And here's the thing is I did it strictly because I wanted to have more fun. I felt like I, I loved podcasts. I loved listening to audio content. It's always been part of my gig. Yeah. Yes. Right. And I'm just like, I have to pull more of my personality into and into my business. And so I knew I, you know, I had actually was a speech major for a while in college. I knew I could do it and deliver the content. I wasn't concerned about that. But the fun thing is the three things that I've done in my business that I had the least attachment to the monetization are the things that have given me the greatest financial reward. Isn't I so am glad that you just said that out loud. I cannot tell you how happy I am that you just said those words out loud because that's why I'm doing this now. And it's mm -hmm. not, it, I hate to say this because I'm not trying to sound cliche. It's not so much about the money. It's because like you said, when you do things that you enjoy doing, the money will come, right? It absolutely does. And here, and the thing is, and I struggled and I cannot begin to tell you just to between say like 2013 and 2016 life was hell because I decided, so I joined this mastermind, high ticket mastermind, and I'm not negating coaching or mentoring or anything, but you have to get really clear and in alignment internally with who you are and how you want to yes. move in the world, right? Yes. Yes, and I'm so, still working on that right now. Well, you know what's you know what's funny? Like You're my friends gonna be working on it, right? Absolutely. My friends call me what about Bob? Like I still see <laughs> I still see my therapist that I found when I lost my husband and she moved like three hours away. So like oh. I drive up, I sit with her for, because she's become this life mentor. But I have I'm a completely different person because of doing this internal work. Mm -hmm. And it, it's like you don't get it until you get it. And I wish there was a better way to explain this to people, but I spent, gosh, almost three years in this mastermind. 
I have zero regrets because of the relationships, the connections, the fact that I really shift my mindset on, wow, people actually do earn that type of money. They do charge those prices. Some actually provide the value. Some didn't, mm-hmm. but, yep. but it's, yep. it's, it's, you know, it's, so it's like, I got to watch all of that. And I kept trying to take what I was doing, which I didn't want to be doing Trish. Like I never started this to build websites and, and, I, I, so I started doing coaching with ads and then those people had similar businesses and they needed designers and developers. So all of a sudden I'm like, you know, at one point I had like 10 grand and salaries going out. So it's like, I'm making money to pay people to do work. I don't want to be doing, Yeah. But, but I kept trying to, well, I need to create a high ticket offer as opposed to, you know what, what provides value and let's let this just organically evolve. That doesn't mean you don't do the work mm-hmm. and monetize at some point. Right. Step into it gingerly. You do not need to go balls to the wall the second you start your business. And I'll tell you what, I'm so glad it's you. You're my first one for this relaunch. I'm telling you, I'm going to say this probably about two or three more times because it's just, it's, you and I are so aligned. We're very similar creatures um, in that I just kind of looked at everything. I looked at everything. I had a really good, like very tough love conversation with my business coach who I ended up working with now. Like I'm working with him bringing in sales and I'm going to have my most profitable month ever next month, which is incredible. Like I've got, it's just nuts. But we had this conversation and he, I was doing Facebook lives. I was coaching Facebook live. I still do it. I still do consulting and coaching. I'm just doing it on a much more private level. And what he said to me was, you know, all these live videos that you're doing, is it serving you? Are you, are you just wearing yourself out or are you actually, is it doing something for you? And my answer was, it's, it's literally, it's, it, I'm finding it to be a huge waste of my time mm-hmm. and that's not fair to me. It's not fair to my audience. And quite frankly, it's not fair to my paying clients because if I've got somebody who's going to pay me money to teach them how to do these things, then I need to commit time to them and, and, and get a set schedule for them to make sure that they have everything they need to be successful. And with the podcasting, I get to, that's why I have an application for it. I get to pick and choose who I want to have on my podcast and I get to have a conversation with those people. And I, now I'm, I'm the expert connection again. I'm literally bringing people on who are truly people that I identify as being experts in their field. And I, just, I get to have a conversation with them. And it's relaxed. Well, <laughs> and, and, and you'll find, right, that it feels, so awesome. it fuels you. Yeah. And I can't tell you how many times where I've been like, you know, and, and I readjust my schedule because mm-hmm. I'll, you know, if I've got an interview with somebody that is, you know, in Switzerland, I'm like, okay, I'll do it at eight in the morning. Which yes. Yes. I, I mean, it's not that I'm not up, but yeah. you know what? After this many years on the planet, I know myself pretty well. And I know how much time I need to myself. My brain is on 24 seven. And so I, you know, you know, I'm a Gary Vee fan. I'll pull that in, but there's Me this too. element. <laughs> Well, and, and even with him, it's like you love him or hate him. And I've had a love-hate love relationship with him. I actually met him in person. <laughs> I met him in person once. And he it, literally, I was at this mastermind um, at a hotel in Vegas. I go upstairs to do a testimonial. I'm coming down in the elevator by myself. Door opens, and it's Gary Vee standing there by himself. And I was like, Gary Vee! And he's like, how's it going? I forgot my phone. I'm like, can we take a selfie? He's like, absolutely. Like, I love your books. He takes a picture with me. He emails me the picture. Shut up. That is, that's, I'm telling you, I knew you were going to say that. That is, 
Oh man, I just want to. I want to sit down with him. This is how I'll. And this is. It's so funny that we're talking about this. Um, I want to sit down with him. This is how I kind of like level out when I'm successful. I'm sitting down at a table with Gary V. We're we're having probably one of the most expensive bottles of my wine I've ever had in my entire life, and we cheers to each other and to me and saying I've done it because mm-hmm. I, I I just I want it to be a thing where it says. I did what you told me to do. I, I showed up, I learned, I hustled and I'm, I like, I brought it. I brought everything that I had and I did it my way. Absolutely. And you can do it kindly. Yes. One thing that I think, because it's funny because I, for a while had this whole F the hustle move, right? Right. Right. I did. I I was like, I'm creating a hashtag. We made mugs. I went all in girl. Yeah. And it was because I was still doing the WordPress chick. I was doing work that I couldn't see a way out of it. And I had also started at that time within, while I was doing the mastermind, I started doing done for you podcast service, which I'll tell you was 150% easier to sell than a website. A website to a certain extent has become a commodity. We all need it. It's great. There's page builders, but a podcast all of a sudden, oh, you have a podcast, you're an influencer and there's a different element to it. Of course, Mm -hmm. what people need to to grasp is a podcast is still the long game. Don't, don't record for a year and be like, well, it didn't do anything. How often did you promote it? Were your guests promoting it? What did you do? What did you learn from it? Like you have to, you have to still do the work, but, but I realized my whole F the hustles because I was doing the wrong work. And so that's yeah. where the self-awareness piece comes in. Yeah. And fortunately, or unfortunately, I don't know, but it's through doing the work that you get clear, right? Like you wouldn't be here today, Trish, having this conversation if you hadn't tried all the things and was like, ah, I don't like this anymore. That's yeah. how we learn. That's yeah. I mean, that's exactly right. I don't, I absolutely hated running Facebook ads for businesses. I did it. I did a pretty good job of it, but it was so stressful. Like every single day I'm going, what's my relevancy score? What's this? What's that? Oh my God. Do I want to do it for real estate agents? Do I want to do it for for mortgage brokers? I see some people doing it for dentists and chiropractors. Should I do it for them? Meanwhile, I don't know anything about their businesses. I don't want to do that. I would much rather promote another company who does it and does it extremely well. And I make a commission every time I bring them business. Yay. I can do that all day long. Like I literally just kind of said, and again, having that conversation with my business coach, he was just like, you know, what are you doing? Are you doing work just to like make yourself look busy or are you actually being busy and productive and doing things that you enjoy doing? And at the end of the day, Kim, I wasn't doing what I wanted to do. This is what I love to do. I love to talk to people and I love to talk to talented people, people who are skilled at what they do so that I can essentially pick your brain for my own self and for my audience's purpose, right? That for, for their, for their sake. And, uh, like you were saying, I mean, just, just, just that focus thing, you know, I did, I've done so many things. I don't want to build funnels all day. (laughs) Well, That's and you know, the last freaking thing I want to do, you know? Right. Well, and, and this is the piece that again, you know, it's, it's kind of like, you, you just have to do the work that you can't see. Yeah. And this is where people don't want to do this. And it's like, I call it the peripherals, right? You see people spending all this time. Well, I've got my site. I've got my packages, I, all my branding matches and that stuff matters. But if you can't provide value in terms of content mm-hmm. and create real relationships, it doesn't matter how good your shit looks. You know, I mean, it just does not matter. And so you have to take a step back and really 
really narrow in like the bottom line for me, Trish is like, I'd rather be the star than the producer. I just would. That yeah, that's, I mean, that's kind of where I'm at right now. <laughs> you know, and I know that sounds fun and people laugh, but at the same time, I would, it, it, look at it this way. If people, people reach out to me and they'll be like, well, let's hop on a Skype call. They're like, really? I'm like, yeah, I don't say yes to everybody. Other times I'm like, this is what I charge, whatever. But right. like, here's a great example. I had a call earlier today with somebody in my Facebook group and, and he was talking about, I forgot what he was talking about, something. And I'm like, oh, well, it's how you position your offer. He's like, oh, I may have to consult with you. I'm like, I'm happy to hop on a call. He's like, really? I'm like, you know, I really appreciate all of your contribution in my group, I can get on, a, I would be happy to hop on a call with you. And you get to make those decisions. So it's yeah. funny, if I, I know myself, I go into massive resistance when I have expectations and someone's telling you how to do something. If I offer to help you, that's on me and it feels like massive freedom. The second I have to do something for somebody else, I get like, it's, and it's not a choice, I start getting irritated. So I know myself well enough and it was like, I had to finally say, what do you want your life to look like? And, mm -hmm. and people treat that stuff like, oh, it's fluffy. It doesn't, I'm like, yeah, it kind of, it, it, it really matters. I know mm -hmm. I don't want to be, you know, in a project management tool in the evenings, posting tasks for developers and designers. I don't want to be doing that. I want to mm -hmm. be able to create. I want to be able to take a nap in the afternoon and then hop on again later in the night. If I feel like it, if I feel like working on the weekend, it's all up to me. So I think getting really clear on, who you are, how you want to move through the world, what fuels you, what takes away from you. And that's the stuff I just see too many people afraid to admit the truth. Like, no, I don't want it. Great. If an agency is the fastest path to cash, but you don't want to work with clients, you better go get a part-time job at Starbucks first. Yeah. You're going to hate it. I, that's how I started to feel about websites. I'm like, I'd rather get a job than keep doing this. Absolutely, one hundred percent. And you know, it's that's 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 really fun that you're that you said all of that because you and I are very similar. You're a content creator. I'm a content creator. I don't. I I literally love creating content, but I love doing it on a much more personal one-on-one -on -one level. Like I would much rather have private clients and go, "Oh my God, my wheels have been spinning all day. I cannot wait to sit down with you and talk to you about all the things that I that I think you." You could be doing kind of thing right and i'm getting clients like that and it's a lot of fun for me um and then for my own self you know my own content like i'm i'm i just non-stop unfortunately it, it, it can be a pain in the butt <laughs> but my brain just does not stop like i just i'm i'm constantly thinking of ways of delivering content the type of content you know what what am i going to talk about who am i going to talk about it with uh, how often am I going to bring that specific topic up? So this is, I feel like this is a perfect segue. You are a content creator. And this is one of the things that um, you mentioned to me that you wanted to talk about during this conversation. So tell me what, what kind of content do you come up with? And do you, are you, are you conducting group courses or do you just do like one-on-one -on -one stuff? I know you said you have an agency. So tell me a little bit about that. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't have an agency anymore. That's oh, all. Okay. So, so really quickly. So I pivoted to my personal brand probably about two months ago. Three, no, God, it's four months now. So I pivoted to Kim Doyle. It's just kimdoyle.com where my focus is on everything, content marketing and promotion, right? So here, here's this sort of like, and, and when I say like I bootstrapped my life, I did because I started the Facebook group content creators, over a year ago and I just let it evolve organically and I, and I stuck with it and I just navigated and course corrected as I went. And 
you know, I don't know if you knew this, but so I had a, a SaaS product, a software product that I was working on with somebody and a year and a half after all that, it goes live to three months after it's launched. She's like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> and you know, there is zero regrets about that journey and process. It, it, which it was in so many ways, I know that I brought that into my own life because I was having so much fun with my personal brand and the content. I really feel like everything I've done has brought me to this point. And so, you know, I took the group, I ran the content creator summit in March. And then I was, I had a couple courses. I have a hashtag that I use. Everything is content. I believe it. Everything, everything is content. I, I absolutely 100% agree. And I want to, I want to touch on that in just a second, but keep going. Yeah. So, so then I did an everything is content course. I did a six week course on that. And then I've done a grow your audience. And now it's, I, I backed up and I, what, again, what, what do I want my life to look like? And so I have, uh, I'm going to do a premium membership, but like, I don't know, super, I don't know, I'm 47, 49, I think, where it's going to be a new training a month. Because the thing with courses, and I love courses, but stuff changes so quickly in the digital space. And I'm like, I'd rather be like, okay, hey, this month, I'm going to show you how to use Anchor, start to finish promotion, different aspects of it, whatever. Then I'll bring in an expert interview or, or uh, training, sorry, <laughs> thinking about your podcast, right? And an, another training, and then I'm going to do a private audio just for members only. Right. And so I'm like, I don't care if two people sign up, if 20 sign up the first month, again, I'm in this for the long haul. So they'll, I've got the free group, but I do a, the memberships coming in August and then I do coaching. I do a one-off session or three months. And then I have a physical product coming out, which I, I just have to tease. I'm really excited about it. I will totally hit you up offline with that. Um, but you know, so it's just, everything has brought me back to this content and community piece that, my, my goal, my other hashtag I have too is hashtag just show up, right? I'm like, yep. just show up where you're at with what you've got. Everyone wants to know they're not in this alone. I mean, truly, that's all you got to do. Yep. Stop, stop thinking that content is about SEO and keywords and cornerstone pieces and epic posts and all of that stuff matters. But if, but if that's preventing you from publishing, just tell a freaking story. Here's an example. I start, do you know Ben Settle? Trish? Yes, I do. I'm very familiar with him. Okay. Well, if you ever want to get him on the show, I've had him a few, I've, I've had him on my show a few times. Oh my um, God. But he, he's awesome. He may, I, and the thing is he, he does the daily email. I watched how he emailed for a year. I just kind of studied his stuff and he can rub people the wrong way, but, but another call to action. He can, but he, he, I'm sorry to mean to interrupt you on that. He can, but he's very skilled at getting into people's emotions. And I think that that's, that's, that's sales. I mean, that's important. So go ahead, please. Well, no, but what I was going to say is with that piece, like this is a call to action to anybody listening. Try to step, my aunt uses this analogy of think like Spock, like from Star Trek, right? Like mm -hmm. stop thinking about Russell Brunson drives you crazy or this one drives you crazy or you don't like the fact that this one swears. If, I mean, if it really grates on your heart, turn the page. But if you can look at somebody who's doing something well and pay attention to how they're doing it, that's all that matters, right? So find those people you can do. And I did that with Ben Settle. And, but I finally said to myself, so after, you know, I had been in this mastermind and everything and 2016, I was like, I got to get out of all this. And, and I sold my house. My, my daughter's in college. She's 21. My son is 17. So I was like, it's just the two of us. I don't need to take care of this huge yard. And I'm going to be, as soon as he graduates next year, I'm getting the hell out of Northern California. I love it, but I need less 
suburbia. Anyway, so it ah. was, it, it's been great, but you know what I mean? It's like, okay, I'm single. I'd rather have the ocean near me or something, but right on. good for you. But, but it's the whole thing with Ben is I, so I started looking at everything I was doing is again, detaching from the outcome. I'm like, I'm just going to master this. And I was committed. I started calling it my almost daily emails, but I'm like, I'm going to learn this copy thing. I'm going to write every day. I'm going to use one call to, to action. I'm going to get better crickets for like a month, Trish. And I've had a list and I'd be like, oh, here's two newsletters twice a month. Or they were generic because I was kind of afraid to pull me into it. But once I started podcasting, I write show notes. I write my solo shows before I record. I don't read it. Otherwise I talk way too circular, but I write, I write the way I talk and that's what the podcasting really did for me. So I just found this, this new appreciation for mastery of the craft as opposed to whether or not it was going to make me money. And I know people listening are like, I have bills to pay. I so get that. And this is probably going to sound super woo woo, but I cannot tell you how stuff shows up in my life when I trust that instinct and I move through the world with integrity and the right intention. Oh my God, Kim, I swear to God, I just want to like hug you right now. Like, I'm serious. Like, right back at you, girl. Oh man, like uh, it just, you, everything you're saying, is, it's so, it is so true. When I stopped worrying about um, how I was writing, and it's funny because one of Ben Settle's, uh, I, I want to say it's one of his prodigies, um, Shane Hunter is a guy that I, I got connected with a long time ago. And he, he, I got on his email list and one of the emails that he, he and I were talking back and forth. One of the emails that he wrote was basically saying, you know, write like you're drunk and listen, I'm not trying to tell anybody <laughs> to go out and drink a bottle of wine, but let me just tell you, right. Because, because it's, it's, you're like, let go of all of your inhibitions to, to hold back, right. Don't hold back because when you, when we hold back, we're, we're limiting, we're limiting ourselves and we're limiting our audience's access to our information and our emotions. And what's the point of building up that, that freaking audience if you're not going to just really connect with them? And when I stopped essentially giving a shit about whether or not I hurt anybody's feelings and I just wrote the way that I talk, Oh my God. I've literally had people message me and like email me back or privately message me on Facebook and go, dude, your emails are rocking lately. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Like, because that they, email just tore into my soul. And I'm like, Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> well, here's the thing, Trish, right? Like who we are is pretty much our only differentiating factor. Yes. That's it. That's literally it. So it's like, you know, be, be authentic, be authentic. But yeah, just be yourself. Like, don't try to be like Russell Brunson. Don't copy templates and put them into your own emails. That's crap. That's total crap. I've never bought into that. Well, I, and I, I tell people is study the flow of it. Yes. Well, and the other thing is, you know, so like my whole joke about everything is content. I'm like, it's okay to practice before you hit publish. I, yeah. I believe that. And first of all, I mean, I think when it comes to writing, I, I remember I went back and I looked at the first post I'd ever written on the WordPress chick and I was like, oh my God, a robot wrote this. It was like a paragraph. There was no format. There was no voice. It was so dull. And I've never considered myself dull, but it takes practice. I don't care how good you are at writing term papers, you know, like, well, I was a great writer in college. It's like, the web is a different place and finding mm. your voice in a communicative way that connects with people takes practice. And that's the stuff that so many people, I mean, 
you know, I've had a few friendships literally in the last year that I could never have guessed, but are just, it, they just, they didn't go sideways. There wasn't a huge to do, but because people stop when people are too interested in talking about stuff and not implementing and they're, they get stuck in their fear and I'm not judging people for having fear, but the only way to get over it is to do it. Mm -hmm. And people want to make it complicated that, well, here's the thing, you know, it's like, I know I'm going to buy this $2,000 course on how to create a profitable membership. Well, great. Go through the course, plan it all out. But if you have no one to sell it to, you're screwed still. Yeah. Why won't you show up where you're at and pay attention. You know, it's like, great. You're going to live stream every day. Okay. Well, is your live stream connecting with anybody? No, try something different. Like mm -hmm. I had a friend that was way snarkier and sarcastic. And I'm like, why can't you be her online? It, you will, you know, it's okay to polarize people. And like, I've got a very sarcastic personality and I can be yep. snarky by nature. I tend to be more of a Pollyanna though. Like I have a Disney playlist. I love happy things. I watch Harry Potter, the first four, like over and over and over again, mainly like in the background, <laughs> right? <you. laughs> but I'm like, I love the music. It makes yeah. me happy. I am so conscious of what I put into my head, the energy I bring into the room. So that's what I mean. And it's, it's okay. Yeah. You know, so it's like what happens is people keep doing stuff that isn't working. And instead of, you can baby step your way into getting comfortable with things. You do not need to just like, girl, I'm not shy, but I was like, I don't want to live stream. I don't like the way I look or I got to get ready. And it was like, there was that. And then there was also this thing and doing a lot of live streams. I would love your thoughts on this. So many people just do it to do it without what's the value? What's the connection that's going to happen for the audience? I see so many people who are like, I go live twice a day. I'm like, I don't ever pay attention to you. You're always <laughs> live. You know, your message is diluted. Oh, there you are again. I'm not even remotely interested because it's like you're talking to hear yourself talk. It's funny. I literally created my five minute lives guide because I got so sick and tired of seeing other people do that. And quite frankly, I found myself going live and being live for a little bit longer than I wanted to be. And my husband being like, okay, seriously, I, you can't just go live for 30 minutes anymore. Like we gotta, we gotta figure this out. So I would do a thing and I would, I, I put together my content creation calendar. Some people say that's stupid to do a content creation calendar. I say, screw you. I have to have some kind of a, a system, something, right? But I put down my content creation calendar and every day, I would go live. I know what the topic is and I would say, okay, the first 30 seconds, I'm going to introduce myself and give my initial call to action. Hey, what's up? Trish Lito here. Um, today I'm going to talk about five minute lives guide. The reason why I'm talking about this is because people, you know, either go live for an hour with no freaking call to action, no purpose, no nothing. They're just going live to go live and that doesn't do anything for you or your audience. And on the other side of the spectrum, there are very introverted people who don't want to go live because they're scared out of their mind. So <clears throat> I would do this and I was, and I put it together and I'd go live and say, okay, introduce yourself the first 30 seconds, the next, you know, the next two to three minutes, talk about your topic, like your cover, your who, what, why, and how essentially. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it, it, it really blew up. Kim, I mean, that's actually, I think what I talked about on your, on your, um, summit, yeah. Mm -hmm. And it, it blew up. Like it was a, it, it turned into an insane domino effect. Like so many people were doing it and they were doing it off of like a free five day challenge that I would do, or just say, Hey guys, press live with purpose. And then I started that hashtag. Mm 
press live with purpose. Like don't just press live just like to say, Hey, look at me, look at me. Because quite frankly, nobody gives a shit. Totally. Right? It's not about you. <laughs> so, so that's kind of like where I, where I went with that. I'm like, okay, show up, tell people who you are, what you're going to talk about, why they probably need to know about it and how they can get in, in touch with you. And, and, you know, it, interact with them, ask questions. If they have questions, ask for their geolocation. Um, and then that was the other thing is like, people are like, Oh, I get so much engagement on my live videos. I'm like, I really don't care how much engagement I get when I am initially live, because quite frankly, whether you're on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, um, and LinkedIn doesn't do live yet, but I'm sure that's coming sooner or later. Um, it doesn't matter who's really engaging with you live. You're on a global platform. There's people all over the world that are waking up, going to bed or eating lunch while you're going live. So, you have to press live with purpose. The intention is to bring your audience information, whatever it is, whatever the information is. Right. And then when you're done, give that strong call to action. Hey, this is how you get in touch with me. Or, Hey, if you catch the replay hashtag replay so that you can give that, you know, that reciprocation of thank you very much for catching my content. Like that's really what it's all about. So, that's, that's my feedback is to anybody who's listening, you know, if you want, I, I'll throw the link to my five minute live guide on, on all of my podcast interviews, because quite frankly, it's, it's important that people understand that at the end of the day, look, we're in a digital era, you know, people are using live video all the time for the dumbest reasons, right? I mean, <laughs> it's, there's some very, um, very controversial things that are, that are being used with live video. And for me, I'm about spreading obviously positivity, like for sure. Um, but just, yeah, if you're going to live stream, if you're going to use any platform, podcasting, live streaming, whatever the hell you're going to do, don't just do it to do it. Cause people aren't going to care about that. Get to know who your audience is. What do they want? And then put a calendar together. It doesn't have to be like an entire show note thing, but just have two or three bullet points, press live with purpose, do the live video, interact with your audience. And then when you're done, repurpose it, put it all over the place and have a good time with it. Well, that's exactly it. And the whole thing is, Trish, you know, to your point with the content calendar, <clears throat> do whatever works for you, period. I, I'm like, produce whatever content you can produce consistently. I don't care if it's audio, written, video, visuals, whatever you can do consistently, get down, get working, and then try something and then add something to the mix, right? But it reminds me of that. <laughs> I did a, I think it was an email because what I do with my emails too is I'll create a blog post with them and I push them. Mm-hmm. But it was, it was Facebook pontification enough already because you see all these posts out there that, okay, I'm going to try and cue this up. It starts this way. I was broke. Oh my God. Wait, wait, wait. Two more spaces. I remember (laughs) like it was yesterday. I went to pay for my groceries and da da da. da. I'm like, you need to get off the pulpit and and start providing value. These, these, enough about me. What do you think about me? And I, I just, what happens is what people need to think about is also context, right? So who are you talking to and where are you talking to them? Here's an example. I had a client that she, I don't think she listens to any of this stuff, but PhD teacher at a a university, psychiatry teacher also had clients and stuff and would post these inspirational quotes and the images like we would do them for. And then, oh no, no, people are responding more to mine. I'm like, okay, it's it's tie-dye, heinous, black font, whatever. Great. You're getting responses. Who are you getting responses from? Right. 
people are going to do business with you. So if, if you can step back and really say, like my Facebook group, maybe it's grown slower than other groups, but man, it's quality. It's engaged. It's, it's, I, I'm trusting the process because I believe in the work that I'm doing. It's not about vanity metrics. It's because, you know, Gary Vee talks about all the time, tons of his videos. Are, he's like, my YouTube views have gone down, but is engagement and call to action. What, what's working from that? Is it becoming, is it a higher traffic source now? So people get really caught up in the stuff that we see without stepping inward and saying, who do I want to be? And it's like, I literally tune people out, Trish, when I, when I see it, there's another person and obviously I would never give names and I'm not here to judge. But when you, when I look at this person's Facebook timeline, I'm like, these are literally all fun Facebook pontification posts. They're photos of you from a, a recent photo shoot that matches your brand. I still don't know what the hell you do or who you work with. Like everything mm -hmm. is enough about me. What do you think about me? <clears throat> and where is the value for someone else? I will listen to Wayne Dyer when I need inspiration. Thank you very much. I'm not going to have my life changed from a Facebook feed because I don't have a relationship with you. Or, or when you see, have you seen like when people, you post something on Facebook and you get these generic, your app, like I posted yesterday. I love the new um, emoji backgrounds at Facebook. Oh did. my God, they're so fun. They're so fun, right? <laughs> they're and, so fun. And it was like, I just what happened? Oh, I had some really, something cool happen from a random connection call yesterday and it just left me feeling really good. So I did the happy emoji thing and I'm like, it's a good life. And that was it. And so some people, you know, I got comments and stuff, but one, absolutely. When you trust your, it was this generic response. And I'm like, you just don't respond because nothing feels real there to me. Like, no, I, I know. I know. I mean, our bullshit meters have gotten way more dialed in. Like there is no recalibration needed anymore. The nope. market has matured. Yep. People see through that. It's okay to not respond to everything. <sighs> it's okay to be quiet for a few days if you've got work to do. Can Show I? Up a... Go ahead, I'll, I'll shut up. <laughs> no, 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 it's just funny, but you're, you're absolutely right. And can I, I just wanna say, can I just tell you how tired I am? Like, I feel like everybody's got a sob story about how they had $2 in their checking account two years ago and how they've come out of that and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, is that really your story? Or is that somebody else's story regurgitated with a different color to it? Like, you know, it's just like, people don't, you know, they, well, you know what's missing with that too, Trish? So you probably didn't know my story. I assumed everybody knew my story, right? Because it's been on my about page and stuff. My life was shaken to the core. I was mm -hmm. 32 years old. I was widowed. Like, what the hell? That doesn't happen to me. No. And it wasn't like I'm above it, but it's like, that's the story you think happens to someone else. I don't live that story. It's an element of my life. And yes, it, you know, it's, it's what I've done with my life after. It would feel so dishonorable for lack of a better word to the loving relationship I have with my husband to use it that way. And I'm not saying stories don't matter because they do. There is a, it's on my about page where it belongs, right? Yeah, yeah. If, if I feel like telling somebody, so I, I did a post last year on the anniversary of his death because it was, uh, it was 14 years last year. And, and I woke up on the, it was a Sunday and it wasn't the first thing on my mind on the anniversary. And it hit me a few hours later. <clears throat> and the thing is, Trish, I was grateful. I miss him every day. My, my kids look like there's, 
he's never not going to be a part of my life. Right. Right. right but right. I was really grateful to realize, God, we're on the other side of this now, because when you're in it, you don't feel like you're going to be. And so I thought, wow, this is really cool. So I did an email and it was in loving memory and a personal message of hope. And I wrote this email to my list and I said, whatever you're going through, your dreams are worth pursuing. It was kind of the bottom line message. And I assumed Trish that everybody knew that. And I was like, oh, that was a pretty good post. Like I'm going to put that as a post. It was the highest traffic day I'd had to my site. It was, I got like 30 responses. And the thing is, Trish, I could have easily written that five times over, like, I mean, about my story and I could have put it first and foremost, but people can find that out about me. But the yeah. point was, it was the right context. It was the right time. You know, it's kind of like, I, I don't believe in sharing the bullshit when you're in the thick of it. Can, are you doing that objectively? Who does that serve? Does that serve you or your audience? If you want to go write a heartfelt, it's kind of like, please, do you really need to live out your divorce on Facebook? I don't get it. Because oh my God. There's so many people that do the dirty laundry thing. And some of them do it a lot more in your face than others, but no one will ever know what's going on in my marriage via the interwebs. <laughs> well, and you know what? And here's the other thing is it's like, you know, and we're friends on Facebook. I follow you. You post pictures of your family here and there, but the bottom line is I also believe uh, and again, this is just Kim pretending she's Nostradamus, that, that there's going to be a generation of kids who are like, why did you put my entire life on social media without my permission? Because there, there is this space of share the cute family moments. I get it. But there are people that literally document, please, I don't need to see you wipe your kid's butt. Could you leave them? Like there are little, you know, and, and it's, you have to navigate within your own family dynamic. But I, but again, just a personal opinion. I think too many parents are living vicariously through, through posting their entire life. Yeah. Face. And, and I think it's like, it's okay to honor those moments or it's okay to share stuff. But like my kids are old enough. Like I'll be like, had lunch with my kids, a cute picture of them. And then you won't see anything about them on my timeline for my friends for a few months because like they've got their own lives at this point. And I don't know what that looks like, Trish. And I'm, again, I'm not here to judge people for how they do it, but I think- No, I'm totally, I'm, I'm with you. In fact, it's funny that you say that because I, I started kind of, for me, I started, like, I've, I've literally toned down how much I post on Facebook. I don't know if you've noticed that or not, but I really- mm -hmm. I've really like kind of buckled it back. And a lot of it has to do with this, like this pivot that I've made. It's just, um, I don't feel like I have to be so damn social 24 seven in order for the people who I want to connect with, connect with me that, that I'm, I am, um, and this isn't me tooting my own horn, but that I'm, I'm a damn good content creator. I know when to put my content out there. Um, I know that I am intelligent. I am knowledgeable in the fields that I, I speak about and the people, when I do put it out there, I get a ton of engagement on my stuff. The in-between stuff, I'll do a story here and there with the kids, you know, taking a picture of them, but yeah. um, I've just, it, it, there's definitely been a part of me that if I've, I identify, and again, it's, it's an, you know, you got to identify it and own it. I've identified that with myself, even Kim and, and kind of said, you know what? I want my kids to be able to have emotions and not, um, and, and, and be able 
and pick and choose. And, you know, if my daughter will tell me, I don't want my picture taken. I'm like, I won't, like, I won't even take her picture with my phone, like with just a picture. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want her picture taken. I'm not going to force that on her. Well, and- I, I take out the, my camera. I'm all like my daughter with the dogs and she's like, just taking them into the park. Right. When she's <laughs> home from school. And I'm like, this is not getting posted. This is just for us. Right. I mean, <laughs> And sometimes I'll just do that. I'll say, you know, like my husband and I jokingly, like we take pictures of the kids with their, you know, they got their little butt cheeks hanging out and they're washing their hands in the bathroom. We'll take a picture and go, oh, this is for later in life, blackmail pictures and the boyfriend. But um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't overdo it because, and the other thing is, is that I would literally kill anybody who ever, like ever even remotely hurt my children. And that's the bottom line. So, um, you know, well, it's, it's, and, also it's another, in, a, in an effort to protect them. Absolutely. And I, I think that this, everything to me circles back to this self-awareness <laughs> and then there's a level of self-responsibility, right? Yep. That yep. like, and, and I think it's, I feel like I'm going so woo-woo, but you're getting like, no, you it's know, okay. I love this. I love yeah, everything like you're saying. 15 years of therapy here, but is that, so many people move through life unconscious that, you know, it's just, you know, same old, same old wash, rinse, repeat. And, and I had to step back and it's, it's, I, I kid you not, Trish, I really believe that everything I've done has brought me to this place that I'm at now and like just show up and everything is content and be uniquely yourself. And not that that message is necessarily new, but in the way I'm saying it, but like I'm on this mission to get people to just show up as they are. And so to do that, I had to say to myself, okay, Kim, what, what is your goal? Okay. So great. You want to get a thousand people to just show up, whatever that looks like. Right. So there's that. But when people read or engage with my content, I want them to feel better for having spent their time with me. Period. Yes. It's, it's yes. that, it's yes. that you're responsible for the energy you bring into the room. Right. Yes. So I, I freaking lutely. And, and if I'm in a pissy mood, then I, have you ever seen that meme of Kermit the Frog typing at a, at a, a typewriter like he's going to break the keys? Yes. So when I'm that Kim, it's yeah. like, get the hell away from the computer right now. Like, and you just know that about yourself. And, and so, you know, we're like, you're saying your mind doesn't stop. Ditto girl. And so hell yes, I binge watch TV or mm-hmm. like I go to the movies frequently by myself because I have to turn it off. Yep. I, I listen to, you know, stuff when I'm out and about, I listen to spiritual stuff when I walk the dogs, it doesn't yep. matter. Yeah. I know myself well enough where I'm like, I'm in the mood to do this or I'm not. And I know when I come from that place, it's all happening divinely that the energy behind the message is going to resonate with somebody. And so I think people need to say to themselves, you know, that whole, whether it's dirty laundry or it's, it's that, how about the passive aggressive business posts where, you know, Oh my God. (laughs) And I'm trying to think of one, but it's like, you know, why is it when people do this, they do this and it's like, they're trying to, to not be nasty or bitching and complaining, but they do it anyways. I'm like, how about you shut up? <laughs> you know? it's, it, it's so irritating to me. I literally just unfriended a handful of people in the past couple of days because I'm just like, your desire to make other people look like crap as being your business model is disgusting and I don't respect it. And like, I don't want to have anything to do with following you and being connected to you. Absolutely. I freaking hate that. I like, I really freaking hate it. Like just get over yourself. Seriously. Like if you have a problem with somebody else's business, you know what the good news is? It's not your problem. 
Well, that's what I mean. And, and here's, here's my point, right, is even like, because um, a, a really small private group that I'm in, there's a, another friend of mine, and it's like, they were talking about, you know, well, what matters to me, and, and it's family and this and that. And, you know, I don't need to pose in front of Lamborghinis or Ferraris. And I'm like, I don't care if you want a Bugatti or you want a Volvo or you want, you know, a Kia, just be a decent human being. Honestly, th- this, this idea that people who want stuff are not decent human beings and people who don't want stuff are the martyrs who deserve. And it's like, why, when you're in alignment again, internally, I don't care what anybody wants. I don't care how they do business because I just don't, I don't bring those people into my life. I don't, I just, when you move through the world with integrity and the right intention, I truly, truly, like, I don't even see that stuff. It may be in my feed, but it just doesn't even ring a bell to mm-hmm. assume someone's being smarmy. I'm like, oh, they're just being them. It's cool. I don't, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. No. And you, and you can't, you like, come on, this is, we're doing online marketing now. Like you, you can't, you can't let it get to you anymore. Like you did, like it took me a while to get my, my, my skin to be thicker with it all. But I, I, I legitimately don't care. Like, I just don't. What I care about are the two little human beings that came out of my womb and what I have to do to make sure they're going to be set for life. That's what I care about. So, and I have, and like, cause I, like my husband, like, I used to be like, so like worried about like certain things and what people thought of me. And my husband like literally would look at me and go, why do you care? And I'm like, I I don't know. (laughs) Well, you know what? I'll tell you why. Because we're human, right? And so I'm a woman. (laughs) Right. Welcome. Welcome to Western culture in 2018. So, I mean, really? Like I, I, I am, it makes me sad for And I know you've got little kids, so I don't mean it this way, but it's like, right. oh my God, I would have been an effing mess at 13 if I had the amount of messages about perfection and how you look and like, I, junior high as hell as it is, right? So, so there's, there's that piece. And, and let me clarify to you, Trish, that so I'm saying all of this stuff that does not mean I don't bitch and complain. I just don't do it publicly. Doesn't mean I don't get snarky or have opinions or maybe judge the way other people do stuff. I, I would love to tell you, but you know, that day will come when I'm six feet under because we're, <laughs> we're, we're learning as we go, right? Yep. And so yes, I just know well enough that if I'm always coming from the place of wanting to leave the world a better place or I want to leave somebody, I don't care if it's one person or 500,000. If I can make one person feel better for having engaged with the content, it was worth it, period. I could not agree with you more. And I'm so glad that you and I are connected. We're on the same page. You are absolutely quickly becoming my sister from another. (laughs) You're awesome. You are awesome. Kim Doyle. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, Episode 001 of the expert connection with Trish Leto podcast relaunch. I couldn't have asked for a better lady or person for that matter to join me for this episode. And, um, I mean, I, I just, I'm appreciative of our connection. I'm appreciative that we're on the same wavelength in so many ways. And I honestly do believe that so many people are going to resonate with this episode and, and this conversation. So thank you again very much for joining me. It's been my honor and my, my pleasure having you, um, having you on. And I look forward to future episodes. You got to come back. <laughs> thank you, Trish. And right back at you, girl. And I will definitely get you on. We need to do another show on my, episode, on my show too. So thank Yay! you very much. <laughs> 
Hey everyone, we really hope you enjoyed this episode of the Expert Connection Podcast with Trish Leto. Remember, sharing is caring. If you loved the content within this episode, please let us know by sharing it out to your friends and more importantly, write us a review. Our purpose is to help you in any way that we can take your business to the next level. If you're interested in being a guest on our podcast, please go to www.trishlito.com and make sure that you request to be a guest. See you on the flip side. Peace out.